Good morning. It's really good to be here. Nice singing, dancing, whatever we do on this yes. program. But right now, Dr. Holm is here, and he's ready to answer your questions. Anything having to do with medicine, Dr. Holm is for, here for you, and mainly because he's a man of so much medical knowledge. His specialty is internal medicine. He's a physician with the Avera Medical Group Brookings, a clinical professor at the University of South Dakota Sanford School of Medicine, and he's also affiliated with the South Dakota State University where he's conducting medical oh. research. What else do you do, Rick? Oh, yeah, you sing, you dance. Oh, what, yeah. What, yeah. yeah. Good to see you, Dr. Ah, Holm. good to be seen. I just had this funny vision that it would be interesting to have you sing a patient's prognosis. You, you walk and look at the charts and, Mr. Bob, I have to tell you this, that your diverticulosis is back again. You haven't tried that one. No. Huh? No, diverticulosis no. is back again. Ha-cha. Just what that patient wants to hear. Yes. No, I, I think, uh, although I can tell you what we do, I do have a singing group. So we sing on Tuesday nights. We start at 9. We practice at the Methodist Church. I mean, it's, we're an admixture of all these other churches. Wait a minute. You don't really start at 9. Start at 7. Thank you. That's much better. Because you started at 9. A lot of the old ones would drop out real quickly. So it's, we it's start bedtime. at 7. And by 7.20 or so, we're warmed up. And last night, we went to a 94-year-old, very healthy woman's home who's just doing great, and uh, I just need an excuse to sing her, see her and to sing to her. So we had 27 singers and uh, a mixed chorus, and we sang, uh, you know, I think 10 songs to her. <laughs> oh, that's great. And then we took off, and we, we ran into um, to, uh, another friend of mine who, uh, who was very healthy in her mid-80s and uh, who was having a a bridge club uh, meeting and so <clears throat> I wanted to sing for her too and sang for her bridge club and and for her uh, in celebration of nothing in particular <laughs> I know the song you sang too oh what did you know bridge over, bridge over, over troubled water troubled waters did you <laughs> sing we, that we had that joke we played that uh, joke last night but no we didn't play it <laughs> you didn't play but there's something really joyous about that and uh, and when you have a choir that's so good, oofta. So anyway, that I just wanted. You thoroughly to say. enjoyed it. There, it's yeah. one of those things that makes me weller every time I get a chance to do that. Well, they say exercise is phenomenal for your health, but I think giving to others and singing, singing. and sharing that joy with others and just yeah. sharing it. I'm sure just the practice alone brings everyone into a better frame of mind. You can arrive there with all the worries of the world. And you start singing, and they tend to go away, don't yeah. they? Oh, yeah. It is something amazing. I mean, it is. Uh, there is a part of our soul that is related to singing, and I wonder if we sang first before we talked. I wonder why it is people that stutter excessively bad can sing without stuttering. Yeah. You ever think about that? Well, it's it's the other side of the brain. Is that what it is, really? So, uh, you know, the left side of the brain is our speaking, our broca area. It's our our area in which we formulate. We, we look for the word, and we scan the back of the brain with that where all of the words are. Oh, there's the word I'm looking for. Oh, associated words that I'm looking for. Okay, and I'm going to put it together in a, a little word deal. And uh, if you stutter, there's this hesitancy that you get into a habit. It's a habit hesitancy. And, uh, <clears throat> but what can happen is that if you have a stroke in that area, 
uh, you you don't you lose your ability to speak, right? But the speech therapists have learned that that many people still have their ability to sing. That's fascinating. So, they so can't th- speak, but they can sing. Right. So they wow. get them sing. They get them singing to start the sentence, and then the rest rolls off. You know that type of a thing. It depends upon the severity of the stroke and the kind of stroke and so on and so forth. But uh, I have to say that, <coughs> you know, there are people who've had such bad strokes that the only thing that they can do is sing and swear. Because the swearing, <laughs> is that's that you. Natural? I mean, that's what I, I guess I had about. a stroke. <laughs> oh, my. So and that comes <laughs> with you. So, <clears throat> but uh, my sense is that when you preserve the swearing and the singing part of your brain, um, and on the other hand, you can have a, a devastating stroke. You can no longer sing, never, no longer. Not even swear anymore? Not oh, swear, that's really but you, sad. you can <laughs> s- speak fine. <laughs> oh. Well, on that silly note, or that whatever note. note, we will take our first break. Uh, uh-huh. You could really help us out by calling in with some questions. Give us a call at 692-1430. We'll be back right after these words. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio on this beautiful last day of May, isn't it? May 31st? Yeah. Right? Last day of May. Last day of May. I waited so long for good weather in May. I was To start May 1st with snow on the ground was not happy. And then we had, fortunately, one weekend that was beautiful. I don't know if you recall. I got all my flowers in. From yes. then on, it was cold, miserable. It, was, it has not been a nice May. I am so looking forward to June. Tomorrow, yeah. the sun will shine. Well, the sun is shining today. It has gotten nicer. But where's our 80 degrees? We don't have that yet. I want some nice weather. So I want to respond to that story to make an account of a fabulous day. Okay, so... Please do that. So here it is. Uh, Carter, our middle son, is asleep in the basement recovering from his night shift. And he's going to, you know, so he can't do it. Uh, But, uh, and Preston has already taken off uh, or hasn't arrived yet. Or what was it? I can't remember how it goes. And er, but er, it was just me and Eric. Johnny was working or whatever it was, and uh, we were at the lake, and so we go for a sail. We have a, a fabulous sail. It's the last sail I've had of the year because I can't sail for six weeks from the time of the surgery because of internal tubing. So I'm not sailing anymore. But I did, got a beautiful sail in. So that was a nice thing, right? We got done. We uh, cleaned up the cabin and uh, and. Uh, grabbed the dog and drove home uh, and stopped by at Madari Acres on the way, at which time we uh, planned out the garden that we had uh, already rototilled the day before. We, uh, we put in the garden. Uh, Eric and I put it all in, put all the tomatoes, all of the hot peppers. Uh, you know, the horseradish was all set already. We did put in uh, extra basil and... Uh, and the, but the tomatoes. Oh. So our garden's planted. This I haven't had the surgery yet. We got all that done. I'm, I'm feeling, you know, like... Life is good. Life Things is are good going great. And so we got all that done on that really good short period of really It was a short period, wasn't it? And you did that during and that got time. It in, and it didn't freeze afterwards, although it was colder than... Uh, uh, f- a frozen bone marrow, you know. I mean, it was just <laughs> frozen. I was wondering what he come up with. That's oh. a new one. Frozen bone marrow, good oh one. Gosh. It, yeah. Well, we're June's going to be beautiful. I just know it. Yes. Absolutely gorgeous. We're looking forward to that. We also uh, we were just talking about stroke a couple of minutes ago, and I yes. thought if we haven't had a question come in yet, 
why don't we talk a little bit about stroke? I often wonder, uh, in the past couple of years, we've all heard or read that there are things to watch for in stroke and that you need to get in within the first three hours and you, you, of the first symptom. Do you think people really pay attention to that? You've done ER. Yep. Do they really come in those first three hours? No, in fact, no, that's uh, what I figured. if you're a patient and you have a stroke, you're trying to ignore it. You're trying to deny it. It's a, one of those deals where you know how devastating it really is and you don't want to go there. So people o- try to avoid it. Rarely do they get in within that first three hours where you can reverse it. Uh, if you d- uh, the problem is, is that a percentage of those people will also have a bleed. If you give them the reversing agent and you, st- you cl- unclot them, right? You declot right. them and they, their stroke goes away. There's a chance that they can bleed also into that brain. And Which isn't so good. Nope. No, but uh, you know, you do the anticoagulation. You, the same story with the heart. You anticoagulate the heart so that the heart can uh, recannulate and open up those arteries. But there's a risk of bleed into the brain uh, from it. So uh, first of all, do no harm. Well, then in that case, you'd never give the blood thinner. Uh, but the percentages are in favor of giving the blood thinner. So what do you do? Uh, and uh, my answer is if you've got everything is lined up and it's perfect and you've got the time and you've got it connected and you call the neurologist and you've been able to get everybody to bless it, okay, but it's not common. It's very uncommon that you get that first three hours, that it's the kind of stroke that will work, that isn't, uh, uh, you know, it's the kind that would really actually benefit. And I've had a few of them where I've seen the stroke completely reverse in my lifetime. It's fantastic. Do you think this will come along, people's knowledge and understanding of it, sort of like they did, uh, you never realized exercise, you always realized exercise was important, but you've been preaching that for 25, 30 years, and now it's, it's believed. If I exercise, I will live longer. If I exercise, I will be healthier. Everyone gets it. They didn't get it 30 years ago. They don't always do it, though. Well, I know it, but they know it. There because it it's, is. It's in the consciousness. In strokes, I don't think people quite get it. If they have something that might seem like a stroke, they're in denial. Do you think that attitude will change yeah. if we keep learning more about strokes? Uh, I think it's up to every individual, okay? And here is the individual, that very person right now who's listening to this radio station. It's got to be you to make the choice for you or for your spouse or your mom or your dad or your son or cousin or whoever it is or friend. That if you note a new change, get to the emergency room. Let them decide. And they're not going to drag you through something inappropriate. And if you decide that you don't want to have it done, then you say, no, I don't want to have it done. I've changed my mind. But, uh, and that's fair. I mean, you look at, but get in and let somebody look at you. Hear those words. Get into the emergency room when there's a new stroke. And how do you know a new stroke? I mean, it's like weakness on one side of the body, double vision, something neurologic that isn't balanced. There's some tests, too. If you're with someone who thinks they may have had a stroke, you can ask them to smile. And if it's a crooked smile, that's one indication, maybe. Or uh, lift their arms and one arm drifts downward, won't stay up. Yeah, put your arm straight out, one kind of drifts down. If it drifts down, that might be an indication. Doesn't always, though. No, but (laughs) if something like that happens or you have any question at all, run in. Get to the emergency room. It's up to you. It's your life. Take care of it. Bob has a question, though. I remember Joan a few years ago saying something. The acronym, is it FACE? 
It's fast. F A S T is the key for stroke. Oh, which means what? Uh, what mean? Face for your arm, smiling. A, uh, face, excuse me, face. F is for face. A is for arm. Lift the arms. S is speech. If the speech is somewhat slurred, T is time. Time matters. F A S T. Right. Face, <coughs> arms, speech, time. Time. Fast. I Might can't help. believe you remembered it. How'd you remember that? I don't remember anything. You know that. <laughs> it's written down in front of me. <laughs> I never. I am terrible. I just don't. I have the world's worst memory. My sister Kathleen has said, and I have five sisters. She said, you know, Dad had Alzheimer's. Are you sure? Is it five or four? No, it is five. I have five <laughs> sisters, one brother, and Kathleen always says, well, probably one of us will end up with Alzheimer's because Dad had it, but we'll never know if it's Joan because she never remembers anything anyway. Ah. I said, thank you, Kathleen. I appreciate that. She's probably right. You we, saw you saw your sisters this we last weekend. We had a fine weekend. I need to hear about it before uh, we go to break. Just had a lot of fun. My... Uh, my two brother, I stayed at my sister Kathleen's house, and her, she and her husband and my sister Beth came up from Florida. So Beth so and Tom in, were there. You were in so, Chicago? Yes. Three sisters together at the house. All six of us were eventually together, but my brother-in-law, Will, kept saying, geez, I need to get a tape recorder, need to get a tape recorder, and Tom <laughs> said it doesn't get better. They're like this all the time. Three sisters talking. There's a lot of talking going on. There's a and then lot when of the talk. six of us got together, it was pretty impossible for anyone to know what was going on. But we did have a good time. Lots of fun. Were you the boss kid? No, I was not. No. Who was the boss uh, kid? Mary Beth was the oldest and always knew she was in charge no matter what. She still thinks she's in charge. Most of us ignore her, but <laughs> she was. Kathleen is the pe- peacemaker. She keeps everybody together. It's interesting. Is that right? Kim is the baby, and our baby is now turning, I don't know how old she's going to be, 60. Don't even tell. I think the baby's going to be 60. And, you know, she said, could I stop being the baby someday? Nah, no, you're always the little one. So it, it is interesting. It's fun to get together. That's enough on family. We're going to take a break, and we want some more medical information when we return. Well, questions. Call our questions in. Radio, we had enough of family a few minutes ago, but I guess you can never have enough of family. It's wonderful when you can get together. Uh, talking about getting together tomorrow night, they're getting together on South Dakota Public Television with your program. It is uh, going to ca- cover allergies. Is that timely or what? Jill, of course, that's why do you think we picked? I mean, we do have a rhyme and a reason for what our timing of our meds. Or and I mean, this was pre-taped. Topics. So it's Jill did, Cruz who will be right. the uh, anchor. This has never been shown before, but it was taped in January. And so she has, uh, Jill Cruz has uh, uh, Tom Luzier and Mark Bubak at, on on the rain. <laughs> You know, I, I, I'm, I'm sure she was just holding on as hard as she could to these, these wild and crazy characters. Thank you. And uh, so, uh, you know, it's going to be a great, fun romp. I mean, it's, you know, those guys are a mile a minute, fun talking, and, and it's what comes out are honest, uh, really good wisdom about allergies. And at this time of year, uh, the, the allergies are here, topic. so it'd, it'd be a wonderful show for anyone to catch. Right. We had Jill Cruz uh, hosting this show a couple of weeks back. She's just so good. She really she's, is so likable, and cool I think she'll and do a great job. And friendly and just a lovely. Uh, yeah. So so we have. Did you know that we have four young bucks as the fill-in for me? Should I have to go? So uh, you taking we, a trip? <laughs> well, yeah, I'm hoping yeah. not to take a don't take that trip that long trip no. home. <laughs> uh, 
for a long time. But, you know, uh, I think that the idea of healing words, having good, honest, science-based medicine laid out in, in front of a world of misinformation is the ethical thing to do, and I'd love to see it continue. So, but it may not, you know, that's the other thing. But we do have four uh, uh, replacement hosts for me. And if I, if Joni and I want to, Joni and I want to go visit somewhere or do research on a new book I'm going to write uh, and go to Italy, then uh, we're going to, you know, have hosts fill in. So those are the ideas that we would have. That's those fantastic. Those four support people. That's Andrew Ellsworth, Jill Cruz, uh, Deb Johnston, Deb Johnston, and Kelly. Uh, and Evans, Evans. Gee, it took Sorry. me a second. I couldn't come up. I was with trying Evans. to. St I started with Kelly Evans, and I couldn't get. You know how that that name does not always come to me because I always want to think Evans Kelly. You know, sounds the like a law firm. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Evans <laughs> Kelly, Kelly Evans. Well, it's wonderful that they'll be there, and tomorrow night you will have the opportunity to see Jill Cruz host two well-known, South Dakota well-known allergists, Dr. Tom Luzier and Mark Bubach. While you were talking, we had a couple of questions that come in, came in. They probably didn't want to hear any more about our family or our sailing, so oh. let's have a okay. medical topic. Right. Okay, this woman called in. She's 60 still. Let she's me get what, it out. She's fifth of 66 years old. 67. She's, stop it. She's starting to be dizzy and lightheaded. She is scheduled to get an MRI. Is that the right thing after two weeks of dizziness? Right. So I presume that her primary care doctor has uh, done careful history and a careful neurologic exam. And with that, if you don't have a definition and you see the dizziness, it's probably the right, the very next step, the very next test to do. So, so I would. She's I would, in good care. She's whatever. Whoever is taking care of her is doing the right thing. You know, dizziness could be anything from a little stroke, carotid artery problems, MS, but most likely benign positional vertigo, which is a benign condition and not a major deal. Uh, in the old days, the neurologist would say, this is likely a not a major deal. And then you would save the, the CAT scan. But now we have the CAT scan and the MRI. With an MRI, you go for the fine, fine, uh, uh, soft tissue changes. With a CT, you look for bleeding. So bleeding is this, if there's a possibility of a bleed, then that's the indication for a CT of the head, but the MRI is for all the rest of it. Okay, so she's getting good care. Yes. She's made the right move. We also had another call with a question about the blood pressure machines at pharmacies. Do you think that they're pretty accurate? Do you question the accuracy of blood pressure machines? That it, You know, you go to any pharmacy and you see them off right, to the right, side. Right. You can take your own blood pressure. No, my, my personal bias is we can say a couple things about blood pressure. One is that uh, they, it's a very variable thing because uh, if you're upset about something, the blood pressure will go up. If, you're, you, if you just walked and you were talking and blah, 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 it'll go up. You cross your legs and... You know, you're not relaxed and so on and so forth. I mean, people uh, vary, uh, and their blood pressures vary. And so, you know, you just have to understand that, that that's part of what happens with blood pressure. The other thing is is that 
I think, in general, the top number is more important than the bottom. We've always said, oh, the bottom number was more important. You know, that's changed now. We watch more the top number and the combination number, too. Uh, and then the, the other thing to say is that I think the, the pharmacy blood pressure cuffs are probably pretty accurate. Uh, they may go out of whack every once in a while, and, and it's worth, you know, going to another pharmacy and trying their, their blood pressure cuff. But I trust them. Uh, as a, as a, but recognize that it, you may have been rushed that day and it go yeah, up, or you, you might are, be really calm and it's down. You just don't know. Some people go to the varied. grocery store and they go, oh, I love going to the grocery store. I just This is a time by myself. I th I'm not in any hurry. They and can't be in Brookings if they're doing that. <laughs> <laughs> and there's some people who do not like going to the grocery right. store. And then their blood pressure goes up. Right. Um, I had uh, a question. Yes. Ancestor.com or uh, what is it? Ancestor DNA or uh, uh, 23andMe. There's a, uh, at There's least a variety of them where you can find out your background. Genetic testing. Have you done it? No, but again, back to Kathleen. She did it and she said, well, we're all the same, so I'll send you mine. So what did, it, what did it show? Well, you know how so many people show all of these variances. Yeah. 98% from Ireland. You <laughs> are like, 98 We didn't go anywhere, I guess. You know, it's just, I knew I was 100% Irish. <laughs> My grandparents were all born in Ireland, but that doesn't mean there wouldn't be some Norwegian blood or something else. And there's about 2 or 3% that could be Northern Europe. That's it. Yeah. So, so, so many of them, you see them on television, there's all these variances. I thought, oh, my goodness, there's nothing. So, I, Bob, have you done it? Uh, no, I know I'm part space alien, though. So, so <laughs> yeah. part alien. Yep. Yeah. Have you seen the movie Alien? I will never go to that movie. No, <laughs> I, uh, I pretty much, I'm afraid to say Scandinavian from one end to the other. Right. You know but I mean? they say so. they find out there's more to it. So Well, you know, knows? my dad was 100% Swedish, right? So I figured I was going to be 50% sweet. And then my mother, who knows, she said pure hound dog. I mean, Welsh and English and maybe German and we don't know, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I did it. Actually, I was, I was going to order it and Joni ordered it for my birthday, got ahead of me, and then ordered one for her. So What was, did you find? So I found that I was 70% Scandinavian. They don't differentiate Swedes and the Norwegians. We're all Scandinavian, you know. I thought that was a lot more than I thought I was going to be, right? So I thought it was going to be a lot English, right? I was like 2% English or something like that, not much. That I was 10 to 12% Greek Roman. That I was. Try to figure that one out. 2% Jewish. Go, f go figure. I had no concept, no thought, no nothing. 2% Jewish. That was kind of interesting. So Joni looks into her ancestry. Now, she has a long history on her mother's side of they think that they're Lumbee Indians and that they that's the one tribe that didn't take any money from the government from Lumberton, South Carolina, I think. And that's her heritage. And that she had some German in her, but... You know, Smith was probably German, but could be English, right? Well, it was probably English because she was like 12% English. Like, uh, I think I had 2% Irish, by the way, and so okay. did she. There was a commonality. They got there. around, too. 
Yeah. But those Scandinavians really get around. They got around. Yes, they do. So, and, but, so she said, how much Native American? 1% Native American. One. She thought it was a lot Less more, didn't she? Less than 1%, and she was 2% black. Okay. Bantu from deepest, darkest Africa. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where did that come from? And the answer is, you know, that was all part of this... Uh, southern Indian crossed with black people. And then, you know, you thought you were Indian, but you weren't Indian. You were actually black, but you'd rather be Indian than you would be black at the time. <laughs> at the time, right. Well, what, that isn't very many percentages for her. What was, the, oh, was she it a had, lot of little everything? She had a lot of little everything. She okay. had uh, mostly, no, no, I don't know, a large percentage English. I can't English. remember what okay. it is. Interesting. I, but where I was still stuck on the 2% Bantu, you know what I mean? I, it's yeah. kind of interesting. And uh, 1% or less Indian. You don't know. How about that? Yeah. yeah, but you know what they really do? They just have a dart board in a room. It's and true. They, they throw, they throw, throw three darts at the board, <laughs> wherever it's Why do we say they're That's that. what you are. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. I don't, I don't know if I buy into all of it. But it's I, the, did it's the most I was expecting to find all these little bits of other things, and we didn't get it. It's the most enjoyable 100 bucks I've ever spent. Good. I just, it. I've talked about it and bannered about it and thought about it. Yeah. I, I, this 10 to 12% Greek Roman. What the hell is Greek that? Greek Roman. Well, there you were. A Jewish. What? <laughs> Where did that come? That means Friday you have fish on a bagel. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, fish <laughs> on a bagel. I love it. That'll cover your Fridays. Well. Should we take that final break? We'll be, ba- yeah. we'll be right back. Hi, welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. We just have a minute. We were talking about ancestry, but we had mentioned that <clears throat> tomorrow night's TV show is going to be on allergies. allergies. We had one question come in. Why do allergies affect some people but not everybody? You got a brilliant answer for that one. Right. Uh, allergy is a reflection of an immune system that is inappropriately turned on. The answer, people inherit many of the un control the lack of control uh and so uncontrol isn't the right word but you know what i mean yes the point is that that controllability is one of the issues that we we uh we see and when you lose your control then then the allergy can start so it can start at birth or it can be when you're 40 or 50 of your first allergy because your immune system Something has been turned on, right? right? And you know that's it the brings difference. It on. There, there it is. Because right now we're using the immune system, and uh, my a dear friend has some cancer that spread, and he's taking the immune system medicine. And oh my God, my prayers are answered. He's getting better. It's really helping him. It's helping him. It's changed the the PET scans, reducing. I mean, oh my God, a blessing. And Wonderful. So, you know, so you it just, all has to do with the immune system. One day at a time. I mean, it just brings tears to my eyes that the, that we have things now that we that, that can make a difference, and a that, huge difference. That damn allergy might have been the thing that worked for him because his immune system was intact in this area that worked for him. Well, I'm glad to hear your friend is doing well, and there's the answer on allergies, how they affect some but not all. We hope you've enjoyed our Prairie Doc Radio program, and we'll listen again for Prairie Doc. Brought to you by the Avira Medical Group, Brookings. Thanks, Dr. Holm. That's all till next week. Thank you, Joan. Thank you, Bob. And stay healthy out there.